Okay. Good morning. If you enjoyed the Staff Podcast and you know anyone else who may benefit from it, please share it with them. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. By doing so, we can help make sure that many around the world with limited time have the opportunity to learn the daily daf. Thank you. Right. Today's daf is daf mem, the last daf in Beitza. <clears throat> we'll learn from the Mishnah for four Shlema for Yosef Azriel, Ben Chaim Michal, from the Mishnah on the bottom of Lamed Tesamet Beis. Says the Mishnah, Misha Yiparos will If your payros, if your fruits were in another city, and the city, let's say, was within 4,000 amos of, your, of, uh, where the, of, um, of where you are, and the people of that city, and the people of that city made an Erev in order to be able to bring you the payros, the gears from the Bachas, to bring them, they can, they can make an Erev to come to the city, but they shouldn't bring his payros, why? Because he didn't make an Erev. The Im, the Im Arav Hu, then Perosikmo. If he made an Erev, then his Paris can be brought there too. If he made an Erev on behalf of those Paris. So we'll discuss that. Again, let's see the words of the mission. Misha Perez, his Paris were in another city, in city number two, and he was in city number one. And the people of city number two made an, made an Erev, right, so that they could come to his city. In other words, it was within 4,000 Amas, so they made the Erev, let's say, with 2, 000, at the 2,000 Amas mark, so they could come. But if he didn't make an Erev, and those are his Paris, the Paris cannot be brought to him because the Paris go according to his feet. And if he didn't make an Erev to, go to, to, to come to, to go to that city or to come from that city, then they can't be brought, right? And so they can't... If he made an Erev, then then his Paris are like him. In other words, if he made an Erev to go to that city, so his Paris are like his feet, he can go to that city and his Paris can be brought to his city. That's the first part of the mission. It says the second part of the mission, and off the top. A person who invited guests from another city, and they were able to come to the city, to his city, via an Erev. In other words, the city was without, not within 2,000 Amos, but it was more, but they made an Erev so they can come to his city. And now they want to go home, and he wants to send some Peros home with him, with them. Right? In other words, people came from city number two to city number one. They were invited to city number one, and they made an Erev so that they could come. Now on the way back, they want to take Peros home with them. The, the, the host wants to send some Peros home. He can't send Peros home with them. Unless he gave them the Peros. He gave them the Peros before Yantav. And how, does he, how do you give something to somebody? He had to give it to some third party to acquire it for them. In other words, if they didn't own the Peros, people came from, from city number two into city number one. They were invited. The guests from city number two were invited to city number one to eat. And they made an air so they, they could come. And now the owner, the host, number one, wants to send some f- uh, food, some f- uh, fruits or whatever home with them. And they want to take it home. But those, pay, those, those fruits were not theirs at the beginning of Yantif, right? Because they were just given to them now. They can't take them home with them because those payros go according to the feet, meaning they, they have the shvita for Tchum Shabbos or Tchum Yantav of the owner, the owner, the host. So they can only go as far as the host can go. They can't go all the way to, to the city of the, uh, of the guests as they go home, right? Because it wasn't given. Unless 
unless the host originally uh, uh, on Erev Yantif gave this food. He says, I'm going to send some food home with these guests. And he gave it to the third party to acquire it on behalf of them. And somebody had to make a Kenyan. The guests weren't there. The guests were in city number two. They were coming to city number one. So they were, he told them in advance, you're invited to come for Yantif for a meal. And they made an Arab so they can walk there, right? Because it was outside of the Trum. So they made an Arab, uh, let's say 2,000 Amas out of the, outside of their city. And they were able to walk to city number one. But now city number one's host wants to send some fruits home with them as a gift. And, but those, if those fruits were, uh, go according to the feet of the owner, he can't, the host, he can't go there. So, and neither can the fruits, unless, unless, uh, uh, the host number, host in city number one gave those fruits to the people, the guests in number two before Yantav started. How did he give it to them? By those, by giving it to a third party who made a Mashiach and acquired them. Now we come to this issue, says the Mish, says the Gemara Legis. Itmar, if you give payers, I'm asking payers, I deposited some fruits with you. I said, you know what, hold, uh, hold these uh, uh, for me. And I gave them to you. You're the nifgad. I'm the mafkin. I'm the depositor. You're the recipient. You're holding for me. Who, whose, whose feet do they go by? Do they go according to me? I'm the mafkin. So if I gave them to you to watch me in Erev Yantif, and now it's Yantif, do they go according to my feet? I can go, they can go as far as I can go. Or do they go according to your feet? According to the nifgad. The person, like the guard, the person who, who received the deposit. No, it goes according to the owner, according to me. I gave it to you to watch, so it goes according to mine. So this is a basic machlok. As Rav says, according to the person who gave them. In other words, the owner. I put them in, I deposit them with you, but they're still mine. So Shmuel's opinion is it goes according to the owner. Rav's opinion is it goes according to the one, the nifgad, the one who took the deposit. Let's say Rav and Shmuel go according to their sfaras, their own sfaras, that we learn in Baba Kama. Baba Kama, the Gemara says over there like this. Let's say Ruvain wants to give Shimon, uh, he's got, Ruvain's got some animals and some, maybe some, uh, some jars or whatever, uh, urns, whatever, and he wants to deposit them with Shimon. And Shimon says, sure, put them in my yard, no problem. Put, put, put them in, no problem. What's halach over there? That's not imichnas b'rishus b'chabalachatzer chayev. You know what uh, the the uh, Tanakama there says? That's the rabbon and say, listen. If the owner said you could bring it in, then the owner is chayev. If any damage happened to anything, right? Michnas b'rishus b'chabalachatzer chayev. Balachatzer chayev menazaken. Now, if let's say uh, let's say my uh, my uh, animal did damage in that yard, or he broke the jars that I brought in with there. Or uh, something happened to the animal, the owners, the 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 uh, owner of the house, the balachotzer, the owner of the courtyard is chai. That's what Tanakama says. Why? Because he said, you know, bring whatever you want in. In other words, just say bringing it in means he accepted responsibility according to the Tanakama. Rabbi says, listen, I'll guard him for you. If he didn't say specifically, I'll guard him. He just said, put him in my chutzr. That doesn't mean I'm sorry. I'm just, just, just saying, look, if you want to park here, park here. No responsibility. You know, uh, the owner is not responsible for any items lost like they have in various places, right? I'm not responsible. So Rabbanan take a more, uh, a more liberal view, let's say, uh, of, the, of the situation and say, listen, if a guy let him in, if he let, let him in, it's his responsibility. It's the Balachotzer's responsibility. Rebbe says, no, you're not chayev unless, he said, he, the, the owner's not responsible. The owner of the Chotzer is not responsible unless he specifically took responsibility. 
So here we see that Rav says that Loch is like the Chachamim, that the Balachas is responsible, meaning the Nifgat is responsible, the person who received it is responsible, the Balachas. And that's what we want to say here too. Here, we said at the beginning of the Amara, if I give my payers to you, you, uh, the, the, the payers go according to your fee. You know, it goes that you're like responsible and they're considered like yours temporarily. If the Balachatsu didn't accept responsibility to accept my animals, then he's not responsible. And the same thing over here, Shmuel says, no, it's still go, it's going to the owner, not the person, not the person who was deposited, the Nifgad, but rather the Mafgid. So, Rav, Rav, who says, what, that it's Karagla Mishafkido Etzlo, the one who, was, who received it, uh, right, he go because he said the halacha is like the chachamim that the person who received it is responsible. If he just said put your animals in my chutzner, he's responsible. The same way, Rob says the person who received it goes according to his feet. And Shmuel Kamer Rebbe, Rebbe says Shmuel says no, it's the mafkids. It's still the mafkids. He didn't take full responsibility unless he said so. In the same way, it's the, it goes according to the mafkids' feet. So we're talking about two different issues, and we're trying to say the same way they hold when it comes to shmirah, to guarding, is the same halacha with regard to tchumen, and whose feet do you go according to? Rav says, I didn't go like Rebbe, over there. In other words, Rav, who says over here that it's kamishaf slow, that it goes according to the feet. If I give you my parents to watch, to guard, then, uh, you know, I leave them to you. I just deposit them with you. I can even go like Rebbe, who says over there, that in case of guarding the animal, I didn't accept responsibility if I'm the Baal Chatzar. I'd call them Rebbe Hassam, Ela de Bistam, Lokabal, and Feruso. Stam, I said, listen, you asked me if you can put your animals in my courtyard. Yeah, put them in my yard. That doesn't mean I'm going to watch them all day. But over here, if I said, I said, uh, uh, I accept responsibility to, to watch your payers. You're, you're depositing your payers with me. I'm accepting responsibility. That's exactly what I'm doing. I accept responsibility. You said, uh, somebody comes over to me and says, Would you, could, can I keep payers in your house? Sure, so I'll, I'll accept responsibility for him. That's the same. That's not the same as in the case of a chutzner. Guy says, "Can I put my animals in your in your yard?" Yeah, you can put my animals in your yard, but I'm not going to watch them all day. Ushmulam. So the cases are not the same. Tchum is not the same as shmirah. Ushmulamar. I could even go like the rabbanon who say over there that the that the bala chutzner did accept responsibility. I'd come like a rabbanon hasam el denechel el inishnekem tor say, person likes that the animals house the bala chutzner the mazik lo over there. When I'm depositing my animal in yours, I want you, I want to, uh, I can even go like the Rabban who say over there that the Baal Chatzar accepts responsibility. I'm happy if you accept responsibility. If it, my animal does any damage, I'm happy that it's your responsibility. In other words, the owner is happy to give responsibility to the Chatzar, but over here, do I want you to have my pears? I'm just asking you to guard them, but I don't, you know, to, I, I need a place to deposit them, but I don't want you to really to keep them or to deal with them or to touch them. I just want you to put them like in a safe, you know, but I don't want you really to, to go in your pears. But over there, I'm happy looking at it from the depositor's point of view. I'm happy if you take responsibility if I let my animal into your yard because uh, I don't have to worry about it if the animal does damage. But in the case of the Paris, I don't want anybody to touch them, so he looks at it differently. So therefore, the two cases are not the same. But in any case, we see that we have this machlokas. If I give my Paris to you to watch, I put them into your yard, 
whose feet do they go according to when it comes to Tchum Shabbos in terms of walking, being able to carry them in. We say Tchum Shabbos, we mean Tchum Yantav also, because in Shabbos you can't carry anyway. But we're talking about Yantav, when you can carry them, can you carry them only as far as you can go, or, or, or as, far as, as far as who can go, as far as the owner, or as far as the nifka, the person who, was the, who, uh, who, had, who received the deposit. That's the question. So now we're going to try to prove cases from our Mishnah. The first part of the Mishnah says, Tanan, Im Arav Hu Peros of Kamau. The first part of the Mishnah said what? That if I'm in city number one, and my Paris are in city number two, and the people in city number two uh, can come to city number one because they made an Arab. They made an Arab. But can they bring my payros to me? Meaning, they're my payros, but I didn't make an Arab. So can the payros come to me? Do they go according to me or according to the place where the payros are? So it says over there, Im Arab, if I made an Arab, then payros, then my payros can come to me because within, within the, they're within the trum. Uh, but wait a minute, but if, if I'm, my payros are in city number two and I'm in city number one, so that's, what did he say? What did Rav say? So if I was mafkid, my parents, I'm in city number one. The parents are in city number two. So we said, if I didn't make an Arab, the people from city number two can come to city number one, but they can't bring my payros because the parents are in city number two. But if I made an Arab, then the parents could come to me. Wait a minute. But if the pay, according to Rav, the payros are deposited in city number two, they go according to the feet of city number two, not according to city number one. The Gemara could ask really the Kasha the other way too. If it goes according to the people Shefkido Etzlow, they should be able to bring it to my city if they made an heir, right? But the Gemara asks it from the, this guy's point of view, from the owner of the payros. What if he made an Arab? It goes according to the people who were deposited. They said in the yeshiva, No. We're talking about over here where the payros were deposited, so to speak. I had a fixed spot for it. I had a specific corner. They designated this spot. It's almost like I had my own safe deposit box there. I had my own spot there. If I deposit, when Rav says that it goes according to the person who was deposited, that means I gave my payros to him and he put it with the rest of his payros. He's watching them. But if I have my own spot, like you just designated a little room for me and I can put my things there, then it's not like Efkidu. It's not like the, it's in the Nifkid Vashus, but rather it's in the Mafkid Vashus. So therefore, it's in the Mafkid Vashus and the Mafkid made an Eruv. Then the people from city number two who are entitled to come to city number one can bring city number one's owner, his payros. Why? Because they were considered in his possession the whole time. That's how Rav will answer this. I'm Rav going Shichet Karenzavas. Tashma, another proof in the first of the wide lines of the Gemara. Tashma Misrishim Again, what do we say? This is the second part of the mission, the top of this page. If a person invited a guest from city number two into his, to the host's town of city number one, I cannot, I cannot send home fruits with, with Pete from city number one to city number two with these guests. Unless I gave them to him, they acquired, the guests acquired these payers, Erev Yantav, again, through a third party, but they acquired them before. But if you say it's like, the, according to the person who was the positive of them, so what if I gave it to him to a third person? The third person was also in city number one. And if they were deposited with a person in city number one, they go according to the city number one's feet, not according to city number's two feet, so they still shouldn't be able to take the payers home with them. Since I gave it to him through a third party, it's as if I gave him a specific spot. In other words, it's as if they're in their rishus. 
It's not like it's in Rishus of a nifgad, of a stam, a depositi, a person who received it, but rather it's like they have their own corner, it's in their own spot. In other words, even though the per- person is in city number two, it's like he has a place in city number one. He has his own little apartment in city number one. The Baisem Mazakashani, or you could say, say, simply since I was Mazaka to them, I gave it to them. Why did I give it to them? To take it out of my Rishus and put it in their Rishus. Effectively, I gave it to Mishvis. In other words, in a Stam case, Rav, Rav and Shmuel are talking about a Stam case when I deposit my fruits with somebody to leave it there for a while. Whose feet do they go according to? Can the deposit, the person with the Nifgat, can he, can he take him with him wherever he's going if he wants to? Or can they go, do they go according to my feet? In other words, that, that, that was the question in Stam case. But over here, when I gave it to, the, when, I, when I'm the host and I gave some parish to the, uh, to the guests that are coming to city number one on Yanta from city number two, and I wanted them to take home some gifts. I gave it to them to a third person. I gave it to Yankel and I said, be mezakit for them. So when I gave it for them, it obviously it meant, it meant specifically to give them a shvita here so they should be able to take it home. So it's different in that case. Now we see a story. Rav Chano Bar he was a great rabbi. Tola Bisra he was not at home. He was in a, a different city and he stayed at, a, at, a, at an inn or a host. And he took some meat, and he hung it on the bar of the door of his host. He hung the meat there. Asagamar came for Afuna. Now he wanted to go home on Yantif to his town. Obviously, he had an Arab that he can, or it was either, it was with, if, if it was, um, it was beyond Arab. He had made an Arab so he can go home. The question is, what about the food? The food was given to him by the butchers on Yantif. Right? They gave it to him on Yantif. Now the question is, could he take it home with him? Did the food have the shvita of the butchers in that city where he was a guest? Or does it go according to his feet and he could take it home with him? So that was a guy. He came for Arfuna. Amalei, Arfuna said, I atalus, if you hung up this meat yourself, Zilshak, you could take it home. I iru but if they hung it up for you, lo tishka, you shouldn't take it. So now the Gemara is assuming that the reason is because of Tom Shabbos. Whose shvita does it have it? Is it the shvita of the butchers? And if they hung it up, you can't take it home. If you hung it up, you could take it home. So the Gemara says, V'yiyu tola mishakal. Even if he hung it up, how can he take it on? Barav Huna, Tamar Rav Avi. We as said fourth route chassis, you always have Amarav Huna Marav. Rav Huna was a student of Rav. Amarav and Rav says at the top of this page, Karagli Mishaf Gidetzlo, goes according to the person who was Nifgat. So the Nifgat over here was the innkeeper. You, you kept it with him. And he, he can only go as far as the innkeeper didn't make an air to back to your city. So what does that help? So again, shiny ibr the dush, it's different in the case of the bar of the door. The It's as if he had his own spot. Again, we're saying, Rav is only talking about a general case when I left my stuff with you. But if I had a specific spot, like you gave it to me, and specifically here, here I put it in my particular, I, I stayed in your house, but I had that specific corner, that specific bar of the door, then it's as if I have my own, my own spot, and therefore it should go according to my feet. So Rav wouldn't be talking about this case. Umler for the Ravashi. But now we have a series of questions. Say so what? Okay, that's if the if Rav, Hina, if Rav Hana himself put the food there. So it's like he had his own spot. And if they put the food there, we said no. He can't. He told me he can't take it home. Umler for the Ravashi. Why can't he? Why can't he? It's just because the butchers, let's say, hung it up for him. He can't take it home. From a Shmuel Shor Shal Patam. He had before if a shore of a uh, a breeder who makes the animals fat. And he's, and he's going to sell to anybody. He's not planning on keeping it. He's uh, going to, whoever's going to come and take it, he is in mind, it's, it's, goes, it's for him. It's as if whoever, whoever's going to buy it. So over here also, 
Here, the butchers gave it to this man. Here, of Koshkin, he gave it. They gave it to Avchanan Bechaloi. So their attention was he, in the case of the Shor of Patam. We don't. Even, he doesn't even know who's going to come and take it from him. But whoever's going to take it from him it goes according to that person, the purchaser's fee. So here, here they know who they gave it to. So it should certainly be according. In this case, uh, in this case, it should certainly go according to the feet of Rav Chana, right? Whoever's going to take it, and they gave it to Rav Chana. So therefore, it should go according to his feet. That's one question. Another question. We're going to add more questions. The same idea. You're saying that if they hung up the food for him, he can't take it home. It's not able to take it. like we had the other day on Lamed Zion at base. Ravdosa said that uh, if the uh, it goes according to the feet of the of the uh, shepherd. Um, even though he didn't give it, he only gave it to him if it's like the person who the person who gave it to. So over here, also he gave it to this person. And over here, he met, he met, they meant to give it to him. If there's only one roa in the city, and we know that he's going to give it to that roa, to that shepherd, it's like it's like the it's like the feet of the roa. So Bechol Koshkein Hocha Rashi says in the first of the wide lines in Rashi, Dukma Badei Beshusei put it in his Rishus of Avchana Badei today. Even if the butchers hung it up for for Avchana, they hung it up for him, not him himself. But they meant to give it to him, just like the guy meant to give it to that shepherd. So it should go according to the feet of Avchana, and Avchana should be able to take it home. So yeah, what does this mean that they asked they asked the Rebbe, what's the halacha? Right? They asked they asked Rav Huna. What can they do? And Rav Huna says, well, if the butchers hung it up for you, you can't take it home. Why not? They hung it up for him and should go according to his feet. Another question. If they hung it up for him, you can't take it home. But tonight we had before, on the side, he says, you'd Zion of a Beis and my Gemara, but it surely be Lamed Zion of an Olive. We had it just the other day. Uh, animals and and utensils or clothing are like the like the feet of the owner. And here he's the owner over. Here. He was given it to him. He's he's the owner. So he should be. They should, so according to all these issues, we see that all these cases indicate to him that since Rav Chana was designated for him, they gave it to him. He should be able to take it home. El Shiner of Chana It's different. The problem here is not Tchum Shabbos. He wasn't discussing Tchum Shabbos in terms of Tchum Shabbos or Yontif. He would have been able to take it home. Rafuna's question of uh, Rafuna's point was something else. Rafuna's qu- question was either a question of muktza or was a question of Masiach Daito. Why? Rav Chana Bechaloi the Gavrabi he was a great rabbi. Vitar Bishmaik he's always busy learning. and this is what Rafuna meant to tell him. Iatolus if you hung it up, Islach Simanu Begavai you recognize it. In other words, it's a question of here of Bosish and Zalmana Ayim. The Gemara Chulin says that if you put some meat and you didn't see it for a while. You 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 diverted your attention from it. You you're afraid that maybe uh, Goy came and exchanged the food, and this isn't the same piece of meat. He says if you hung it up yourself, you've got a simonet. You know what it is, velo masach and you didn't divert your attention from it. Zil shako, you know it's yours, and you recognize it. You know it's yours. Rashi says uh, that over here, uh, a person that does he did it with his own hands, lo manchi doesn't forget it. We're going to have that word in a few minutes. Lo manchi wasn't forget it for lo masich daito, and he's and his, he doesn't have hesachatas, meaning he he's he's not distracted from it. His attention isn't diverted from it. 
So he knows it's his. In other words, what Rav Huna was telling him, if you hung up the piece of meat yourself, then you recognize it. You know what it is. You've got a simon. You know what you did over there. You know what, you know that it's yours. The inu back in the Gemara, but if they hung it up for you, your mind has been diverted from it. The lotician shouldn't take it. In other words, we're afraid that maybe somebody exchanged that meat. The question over here is not a question of Tchum Shabbos. In terms of Tchum Shabbos, yeah, you could take it home. It's yours. They meant it for you. They gave it to you. It was only meant for you. You sure could take it home. But the question over here is, maybe this isn't, this isn't the kosher piece of meat that they left for you. Maybe this is a different piece of meat. Or, Rashi says, maybe it's a question of muksa. In other words, if they, took, if they put it up there for you and you were, you were distracted, you forgot about it, now it's muksa and maybe you shouldn't be able to take it home. That's the reason for it, not because of Tchum Shabbos. Says the Mishnah, you're not allowed to shecht animals on, yant, on yantif that were muktzah. Why were they muktzah? Because they were desert animals. They weren't animals in town. You weren't planning on getting them on yantif. You, de- you have animals before yantif, you can shecht them on yantif. But if they were what we call desert animals, they weren't in town, you weren't planning on them, so then uh, you've got a problem of muktzah. Why does he say mashkin? The Gemara will say, but you can't water them. You should, and watering them and salt and, and shechting them. The Gemara will explain right away what watering is for. But the domestic ones, the ones that are around, those you can water and you can shech. Eloanabaisis, what are, what are considered domestic animals? How long be the ones who sleep in town? In other words, they're not out in the desert, in the, uh, in the pasture at night. They come home every day. Midbarios, the, uh, the, the desert animals, Halonus Bafar, these are the ones that, uh, that they, uh, they stay overnight, they sleep out in the pasture, they don't come overnight. So those are muktza. You weren't planning on shechting them, you can't use them on yantif. Okay, this apparently goes according to Rabbi Yudah, who holds a muktza, right? That's what we're talking about. The Gemara says, oh, what's this business about watering them? Why do you have to say mashkin, that you water them? Just say shechita. What do you have to? What do you care about watering them? You can always give them water. You know that's not that's not the, just watering your animals is not a problem. He teaches us another lesson that we had in Kachim also. You should first water them and then them because adhesion of the skin. The simple pshat over here means like Rashi says it's derecheretz, meaning when you water the animals first, it'll be easier to remove the hide. In order to eat the animal, you have to eat the, the meat, you have to remove the hide, you have to skin the animal, right? So when you skin it, it's easier to skin if the animal is wet. And therefore, you should, you should it's, a, it's a good idea to water the animals before you do shechita. That's how Rashi learns. Another pshat of sikha, sikha, we had a question of, of trephus. You have sikha kamin, an adhesion in the lungs when parts of the skin are stuck to another and that could cause a hole in it. So another svar is that sikha the meshka is that when you water them first, that can remove any adhesion of parts of the lung that could be stuck to one another and cause it to be a trefa. So when you, when you, it's a good idea to water, derecheretz mean over here is not because of derecheretz that it's just good advice. It'll be easier to skin the animal that way, but simply it's a, it's, it's a good re, it's a good reason to water them first is because it could remove questions of trefa after, after you check the animal and you check the lungs. If you water them first, it's likely that any, if the parts of the uh, skin inside were, st- uh, of the parts of the, um, uh, of the skin of, of the lungs were stuck to one another, the, uh, the uh, liquid, the water, uh, could, could, could remove that adhesion, could make the uh, skin uh, come apart from one another, and therefore remove any question of trephus. That's another pshat in Sirch HaDemesh. What are the animals that are considered desert animals that are muktzah? 
and Baisas, and which ones are the domestic ones? But Baruch Koshiyetz by Pesach. The one, the, the, the desert ones are the ones that go out. Pesach meaning they go out to graze in the field in the summertime. Baruch Bafar, and they and they uh, graze out in the pasture. They only come in now in Mar Cheshman, in the first rain. Rashi says that uh, that's the Revia um, for uh, the first rain is Mar Cheshman. We just started Mar Cheshman. They come in at this time of year. Beilin Baisus, what are the domestic ones? Kol Shiyot Zavros Chutz Tchum, right? So the, those are the those are the desert ones. What are the ones that are considered domestic? The ones that go outside of the city limits and they shepherd. That's where they graze. Chutz Tchum Bos Lanos Betochet Tchum, but they come in and, and every night and they sleep in the city within the city limits. That's how. That's the first pattern. The difference between desert ones and city ones. City ones come home every night. The desert ones stay out in the field. You know, the whole, for the whole season. Rebbe Omer, No, those are both domestic ones. If they come home in the, at night, if they come home, at, if they come back in, at their first rains, that's all domestic because they basically they do come home. There's, they're not out in the pasture all the time. Ella Eluheim Barrios. What are the desert ones? Koshiyos of Ros Bafar. Those are the ones who graze outside of the city in the pasture. They never come home. Those are out in the field. So those are really those are considered muksa. Says the Gemara, Misla Rebbe Muksa. This is nice if you explain this, like we've had many Mishnahis here, according to view that holds a Muksa. But does Rebbe even hold a Muksa? But boy, Mene Rav Shimon, Bar Rebbe, Me Rebbe, Rav Shimon, Rebbe's son, asked Rebbe, Patzile tomorrow. If you have, these are unripe dates, dates that don't turn ripe, whatever, like uh, defective dates, they don't turn ripe on the, on the tree. And what happens is people then they're removed from the tree, they're harvested from the tree, and they're left in baskets to ripen there in baskets. But basically, they're not ripe. What Lurab Shimon now? According to Rab Shimon, are they Muktza? Amalei, so Rebbe answered his son, A Muktza Lurab Shimon, Ella, Grogus Fitzmukhamabad. We had this before. What are, what is considered Muktza according to Shimon? Shimon generally doesn't hold a Muktza. We said there's certain exceptions, like Muktza Machmas Chasar and Kis. But the classic example is uh, dried figs and raisins, meaning fruits that, that were, on the, were ready to eat, but you decided to dry them out first. You wanted to turn them into dry ones, either to make uh, fig, dried figs, raisins, for, 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 they preserve better. And you, with, with your hands, basically, you put them away. You were makatsa them, you set them aside, put them up on the roof to dry, and you turned your attention away from them. That's only muktza. Muktza is only, not something that's stam muktza, something that you pushed away with your hands. That's what he means. So he says to answer them that the only thing according that's muktza is, uh, is grogris and smukin, but not these, uh, not these uh, dates, which are unripe, but some people eat them that way, but he didn't push them away with his hands. That's what he had said. So what do you see? When he answered him, when Rabbi answered him that uh, according to Shimon, Muksa is only uh, grogris. But that means that Rabbi holds apparently of Muksa since he's explaining Rabbi Shimon. All right, so, uh, like Mar said, uh, does Rabbi even hold a Muksa? But he asked the question about Muksa and he holds there's no Muksa except for grogris and smukha according to Shimon. So, Mar gives to us several answers. One answer is no. These are also, yes, yes, Rabbi holds like Rabbi Shimon that there is no Muksa in general. Unless you set them aside, grogus and smoking. But you know what? These unripe dates are also like, like uh, grogus and smoking. People don't eat them until they turn ripe, even in the basket. So that's one answer. That he holds like a shimon, and not like, basically, not like our Mishnah, but, but um, when he says over here that, that's also, if you take your animals and you set them out in the pasture and you never bring them home until slaughtering time, then basically that's also muktzah because you set them aside. So it could be even according to Shimon, you would hold them, that there would be muktzah there, like the case of the grogris and the tzimukim. But he, when he says, when he means haninami, he's talking about 
he was talking about um, these animals. In other words, he's, he asked them about patzil tamar. Patzil tamar, some people eat them, even eat them in the current state, even though they're not so ripe. Grogus and Smokum are set aside not to eat. They're set aside. They are in, in their regular state. They are figs and, and grapes, and people set them aside to dry. So those are muk, those are muktza. And it could be that these animals also sent out of town. There's also muktza. So it could be that's what he means over here. Um, so one answer is in Boris also they don't come and say they're like they're like Rogus and Smukim and you set them aside and therefore Reb Shimon does hold the muksa there and in our mission also our mission go like Reb Shimon we say there you don't you're not mashkin you, you don't uh, you don't shecht animal desert animals these are animals that were set aside and even Reb Shimon hold the muksa in that case or you could say listen Rebbe Rebbe doesn't hold like Reb Shimon yes these are Rebbe doesn't like Reb Shimon Reb Shimon doesn't hold the muksa and maybe our mission doesn't go like 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 uh, like Reb Shimon uh, but Rebbe does hold the muksa the question over there that his son asked him a corn trip Shimon what the Allah he was explaining things that corn trip Shimon the corn trip Shimon Grogris and Smukim are the only kinds of muksa and not Petzila tomorrow. It could be that uh, that according to Rab Shimon uh, even under, un, uh, you know anim, desert animals out in the field would also not be muksa and maybe our mission doesn't go corn trip Shimon maybe it's only corn trip Yudah. Ivoi Seima Lidvarim Drabbanan Kamerlei. In other words, it, even in the, in the explanation of what's domestic and what's, uh, what's desert animals, what happened? The first explanation was, well, if they come in, uh, the, the desert animals only come in like in the, in the winter time, like now when the rains come, and the, um, the domestic ones come in every day. And Rebbe said, no, 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 those are all, those are all domestic animals. Birds are ones that never come home at all. And so it could very well be, doesn't mean that he holds of, uh, of muktzah, he buys some from Rabban and come. He was explaining to Rabban, "Libi di a muktzah. I don't hold the muktzah. I don't like Rab Shimon. There is no muktzah. The Mishnah doesn't like like it us. El de Tchubah, according to you, according to you who hold the muktzah, Ogdel Amias at least be motive to me. Heichad the Oses of Ros Mepesach and Nechnasus Beravi of Shanti come home at least in the winter. That those are considered demises. That those those are considered domestic ones. Barmel Rabban said, "No, no, those are midbaris. And those are machlokas. What's considered midbaris or baitos baitos ones?" Uh, he was the, the machlokus was well, how do you learn shot in the Mishnah? But it could be that Rabbi holds like Rab Shimon doesn't hold this at all. And others, according to this answer, also the Mishnah is not like Rab Shimon. According to the first answer, we could say the Mishnah is also is like Rab Shimon, except this uh, animals that are set aside to, for grazing out in the pasture. Those are like uh, raisins and uh, dried figs that even according to Rab Shimon they're muktzah. The other answer say no. Uh, our Mishnah doesn't go like Mishnah. Mishnah is like Rabbi Yudah, and a Mishnah Rabbi Shimon wouldn't hold the Mishnah because he will that these are not considered muktzah. This is the end of Masechtas Beitzah. Hanu Nach Masechtas Beitzah Vahadroch Alan Dachum Masechtas Beitzah Vdatulan Lo Nisnashi Minach Masechtas Beitzah Nashman Lo Bnalavavavasi. What I say before before when you talk about uh, when Ravuna told Rav Chana uh, if you if you put the if you put the food yourself on the bar of the door. Uh, something that a person does with his own hands, Rashi said in the fourth of the wide lines on Amaralv, Lo Manchia, you don't forget that. You know, you know, you, you had a simon on it. You know what you did over there, so you recognize it, then you could take it home. You don't have to worry about it's not Bosashana Salamanai, it's not like meat that you Mas forgot nash. about. Here also Lonishnashinach means we shouldn't forget you, Masakhtas Baitza, right? Hadlach Masakhtas Baitza, we're gonna come back to you. Hadrachalan, you're gonna come back to us. Dadlach, we're thinking about you, Masakhtas Baitza, but Dadlach, you're thinking about us. Lonishnashi Minach Masakhtas Baitza, we won't forget you, but 
and you won't forget us. You're not going to forget us, not in this world, not in the next world. Even in the next world, rest assured, the Masechtas that we learn will remember us as we will remember them. You know, the story with of Gifter, Zechonah of my Rosh Hashivan tells, when he was older and he forgot all his learning and he was very not well, he consulted with a great professor, a non-Jewish professor, and the professor told him, because he was upset that he was going to come to Olam Abba and all his learning, he couldn't, he couldn't remember at that stage in his life, he was going to worry that he was going to, that in Olam Abba he wouldn't have his learning with him, he would come to Olam Abba with nothing. He says, no, it's deep in your head. That's all in the recesses of your brain, you know. You might not be able to recall it now, but it's there. So all these things, even if we forget part of our learning, it's still in our minds. Uh, again, we should come back to learn this Metz Hashem in seven and a half years together, Bezrat Hashem. Now we will start Masechtas Rosh Hashanah. We'll just start at the beginning. Arba Rosh Hashanah, there are four different Rosh Hashanahs. Becha ben Nisan, the first day of Nisan. Uh, Rosh Hashanah Lamlachim, that's the Rosh Hashanah for kings. That's how he judged kings. In other words, if a king started his reign the day before in Chavtes Adar, so already in the second year, and that's where they didn't use this, this business that we count today, Tough Shin, Pei Beis, 5782, as a re- relatively recent thing. They didn't always count that way. They used to count according to the years of the king, to give honor to the king. So if the king started in Adar, and then there was a new year in Nisan, the next month, a few days later, or four weeks later, or a day later, was Nisan, that's already considered the second year of his reign. So Rosh Hashanah, Ben Nisan, Rosh Hashanah, Lachem. And for holidays, we go holidays. We go according to Rosh Hashanah is in the seventh month, and Tishrei is the seventh month. Rosh Hashanah goes according to the first day of Elul, meaning you have to have ten animals within the same year. When does the year start? The Gemara will explain those. Beginning of Tishrei, just like the year that we count, same thing for Meiser Behema. So if you only had nine animals within one calendar year from Tishrei until Elul, you don't give Meiser. Be'echa betishrei, Rosh Hashanah l'shanim, like way we count, l'shmita, l'shmita l'yovel, l'shmita goes according, when you have to stop, goes according to the first day of tishrei. Then a for counting orla, if you planted a sapling, if it, if it planted already in, in Av, right, in Av and Elul, then uh, as soon as you planted, even if you planted it in Av, in other words, it just took, took root in Elul, 
right? So that's already the end of the first year. The Arla is considered that for Arla, three years you can't use the fruits. That's already considered one year um, uh, for, for, for that. In other words, Rosh Hashanah would already be the second year. Liyarakos and for Meiser, Meiser of, of uh, vegetables, which is Rabbanim. We've said many times Meiser of, of fruits and vegetables is Rabbanim. Bech Meshvat Rosh Hashanah Le'ilan. Again, for taking Meiser, has to be also, you have to take from fruits of the same year. You can't take Meiser from one year on another year. One of the fruits of the tree, not for Arla, but what is the fruit? Baruch Bishvat. So Rosh Hashanah for, for, uh, for trees, in terms of taking Meiser, is Baruch Bishvat. Think I'll explain why. Rosh Hashanah Le'ilan, Kedivar Bisham, Be'isolam, Bechamish like we do, we do two Bishvat, is the Rosh Hashanah Be'ilanos. So we'll pick it up here again from the Mishnah tomorrow and explain the, the uh, Rosh Hashanah. Have a good day, everybody. Shavua Tov. Kol Tov. Hatzlacha.